What woman doesn't want to hear those words? I own 126 Jiffy printing shops. <laughs> the man of my dreams. The United States Supreme Court has described it as dirt for dirt's sake. We describe it as dirt for money's sake. Homosexuals, lesbians, sadists, masochists, and other sect deviants. This moral decay weakens our resistance to the onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. I'm Katie. And I'm Claire. And this is You Like That? The podcast where I make Katie watch Golden Age pornography and talk about it. Right. Okay. So champagne for breakfast. This is actually the first patron picked porn that we're covering. Uh, shout out to Chris who suggested this 1980 San Francisco flick. He described it as starring a young John Leslie, as well as an underpraised Leslie Bovee and featuring a too brief but hilarious scene involving Kay Parker. Uh, this movie was written by John Hayes, who wasn't strictly a porn guy. He actually wrote and directed a lot of kind of drive-in and exploitation type stuff, low-budget comedies, and some science fiction. The director, Chris Warfield, was also an actor who acted in non-porn movies, but he ended up directing about 13 porn or porn-adjacent films. The most famous one is about a girl who gets revenge on her father who abandoned her by seducing him which that's actually not a porn. That's just a rated R movie um, called Teenage Seductress. So that's what he's best known for. I think I like this more than I would like that. But what's interesting is I think most of the films we've covered have been directed and written by the same person. Like, you know, Mascara is completely Henri Pichard and um, Opening a Misty Beethoven is completely Radley Metzger. So this we've got a, a different writer and a director. So that's interesting but it feels very cohesive to me like it it's it's got a vision it's got shots it's got a look and it feels like a full story and it's got a rolls royce which i thought was kind of cool they got a rolls royce for this movie i'm still thinking about teenage what was it teenage dirtbag <laughs> teenage seductress <laughs> what in the old boy is going on like why are we doing this we don't need to do that. Maybe this actually, you know what? We were talking about this with a friend of ours recently who asked us, oh, it was Eleanor. It was our producer who asked us why. No, it wasn't Eleanor. Our friend Alice asked us recently, why is incest such a major category on the major tube, uh, tube sites? Yeah. And I said, I do not know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think because, and we'll we'll talk about this more, obviously, when we cover taboo, but I think it's because it is such a taboo. And I, it, it, at least with modern porn, it feels like an SEO thing at this point. Like they'll just put stepsister I, or stepmom in anything. Yeah. But I don't know why that helps with SEO. It's bizarre. I do think it, there must be like an algorithmic benefit just because it is so prolific. And I think you had mentioned a number of titles that use this kind of language, like don't actually have any, you know, incestuous substance. No. In the actual video, which like, is bizarre. Yeah. <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be like stepmommy fucks desperate stepson or whatever. And it's just an older woman and a younger guy, but like he doesn't, 
I mean, sometimes he's like, oh, my father, you're married to my father. But sometimes it's just, there's no framing. It's just basically like a loop of... Uh, well, listen, if you work for Pornhub and you have the answers... Let us know. Let us know. We're curious. But anyway, no incest in this one. There are a lot of good apartments, some really cool looking locations, and the Rolls Royce, which... And a fabulous score to... <laughs> you can call it that it's got a fabulous soundtrack it does the, like the opening uh the opening song is very like luck be a lady but it's yeah but it's champagne you're so great i forget the lyrics but it's basically yeah, just it's, it's hyping her up while she's putting on her amazing makeup but it's the music is all over the place which i really i we love a film with a great soundtrack we do I, I, once again, mascara is a great example of this because it's an actual, it's a whole ass film. Once again, mascara has a score like a, like a yes. proper, like moody. Yes. Just beautiful score. This has a lot of songs. It just has songs. <laughs> it has some songs you with, know? with a lot of variety and theme. And we'll get into that we'll later because that. I have, I have some thoughts. But... Okay. I'm so glad. Before we get too far into that, I gotta ask you, have you watched watched any good porn lately? No. No. Yeah, I... I haven't. I haven't really either. I did watch just a couple of jerk-off videos a couple times. Just guys, just where it's just dick. And I don't... I'm not proud of it. I can see you scowling at me. You guys I'm so get, sorry. You guys can't see the very judgmental look Katie's giving Miss Sex Positive over here is giving. You know, I, you're right. You're right. <laughs> call call her out. That's in a. You know what? Whatever, whatever you need to do. You Thank know? you. This is women supporting women, which is kind of. <laughs> this is. A, I feel like this is kind of a girl boss porn, honestly. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe in like the toxic i don't even want to i'm not you know what never mind yeah we'll sure. get there we'll get there it girl bosses it girl yeah. bosses it does there's, there's some girls who are boss there's several <laughs> there's a lot of girls who are boss all the all the women are bosses actually that's true yeah okay real quick let's do the come count we have 10 instances of penetrative sex nine blowjobs seven instances of pussy eating six cum shots six female orgasms it's equal this to me is feminism. Four instances of tit sucking, three new massages, one of which is very soapy. Uh, one bored woman masturbating on a stage, one instance of manual tit play, one three-way, one four-way, one instance of ass eating, one instance of double penetration. I think it's not very clear. One uh, lady wet spot, one lesbian scene, one instance of car wash sex, and one terrible man drinking beer out of someone's pussy. And that's it. Yeah. And, oh, is that all? <laughs> and that's all we got. It's actually, it's, uh, I'm pretty sure it's, you know, not to be a, a pedant about this, but I'm pretty sure it's her asshole, not her pussy. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? Right. Because where would it pool? Because he's pouring it like, it's almost like a luge. Do you ever pour things down an ice luge in college? Oh. It's kind of like a pussy oh. luge where it, it flows <laughs> It flows through the outer and inner labia into her asshole. And that, you're right. Katie, good note. Thank you so much. I'm just I'm just pretty sure he tells us where 
I'm pretty sure he tells us. I I have some I have I have actual notes. Okay, good. I hated that scene, so I kind of like dissociated for that. But we'll get to why I hated that. I mean, I don't know why. Usually that doesn't rattle me. I hated that one though. So opening up, like I said, we've got that great theme song, or like you said, one of us said there's a great theme song. She's putting on a seafoam eyeliner, which I love. It's very 80s. It's very 80s. We find out that she is, she's getting promoted to vice president of something. She works for a cosmetics company. Right away, I love the wallpaper in the conference room. It's very feminine. I like that there are some actors who are clearly not porn people who are there to be like the business people. We find out she makes commercials. Uh, Leslie Povey is actually from Bend, Oregon. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Well, that explains a lot. I'm just kidding. It's like, what do you know about Ben? (laughs) It tells us absolutely nothing. Yeah, except for I was like, oh, that's not too far. She worked as a stewardess for TWA Airlines prior to starting out in the adult entertainment industry as a go-go dancer and a stripper. And then she first began acting in explicit hardcore movies in the mid-70s. She appeared in over 50 X-rated features, and then she retired in the 80s and apparently got married and settled down in Rhode... Not Rhode Island. Sorry. She reportedly got married and settled down in Long Island, which is different than Rhode Island. And I apologize for the mistake. I also, going back to the conference room, I like that there's like a vanity fluorescent sign with her name that says champagne. And then pretty quickly this meeting ends after her promotion and the other girl boss VP stays in the room and is like, how do you feel? And she's like, it's like winning. I'm tired. It's like winning after the contest is over. I'm very tired. Which... I relate to <laughs> deeply. Just being very I am, tired. I am also constantly tired, worn out, wrung dry. The whole thing about the the promotion of this woman pretty early on in the film is that it, it's like, yeah, like she's getting some degree of power within the company as a VP. But um, it seemed kind of like, it seemed almost superficial. She seemed she seemed pretty like uh restless in like her position within that company, whatever it was, cosmetics or whatever the fuck. And then and then she also like there was an exchange between the guy who's like the like I don't know if he's like the CEO or like the owner of the company or a board member or whatever, but the guy who's like in charge and promotes her seems to announce this without talking to her previously. I don't know if you caught that, (laughs) but he was like, and congratulations, you're being promoted. And she was like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. Like did, I mean, I guess it's better to be promoted than not be promoted in most instances, but yeah, it did seem like a surprise. And then immediately after everyone else leaves the conference, leaves the conference room, this other female, female, this other vice president who is a woman, Uh, brings in this guy who works at a chemical company and is like, we spend millions of dollars in chemicals each year. This guy wants, I haven't signed the contract yet. I want him, but I don't know if he just wants me or the contract. And then she's just like, get your dick out. And this guy doesn't look like he's happy about it. Like he's not excited to get his dick out. Yeah, there was some um, questionable consent involved here. The whole thing was she was like, well, now that you have power, you can use men the way that men use women. And like, you're just like, man, this was such a different cultural like environment. Yeah. I mean, as a fantasy, 
I get it. Like the whole, uh, it's, it's very like all the pretty little things down here when I get with the people up here, but like the, you know, gender roles are, it's fine. I think in 1980, it, it's not as tired of a fantasy as it is now. The guy does begrudgingly get his dick out and he's like, I don't believe this. And she says, you see, he really does love me after all. There's no evidence of that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Show me <laughs> his, the clues. His I dick is hard. His dick is hard, but that does not mean anyone's in love with you. And there's some more like girl boss feminism. Like she's like, vice presidents have all the fun. And yeah, she just starts like fucking this guy, sucking his dick. Champagne leaves because she's like not interested this in participating. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. like, this is inappropriate. And she walks away. <laughs> Yeah, I really like that once Champagne leaves the scene, she's like, "I whatever is going on here, I don't want any any part of it. Because I think that that woman, the other VP, is the daughter of the guy who promoted Champagne. Oh. And like runs the business. I think, if I have that plot line correctly. I'm going to be I'm gonna be honest, this movie was a bit of a, a runaway train for me. I was not yeah. always following what was going on. Okay. But I did like that that guy that she brought in and seduced in the conference room was like, Why'd you him? Why'd you humiliate me? And she's like, I don't know. And I laughed so hard. I was like, okay, that's good. That's great. I I don't know. Yeah, she's like, I don't know. Just boredom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Power. It's very. It reminded me of. I don't think you've seen this, but this one kids in the hall sketch with Francesca Fiore, where. They're like, why do you do it? It's like, it's a perfume ad, actually. And they go, why do you do it? And she goes, power. I just felt like, but I don't even know if it's power. I think it's more boredom. I think your take is is more on the nose. Yeah. I will say it's a sturdy conference table. Sure is. There's a lot of fucking on, on that conference table. It's an okay, pretty standard porn sex scene. I was more interested in Champagne's office, which is very, like, feminine. Like, she's got the leather quill on her desk she's got like a little tea set for some reason it's just like it's very it's very lush very delicate very feminine and so that kind of establishes her character she's a career woman she's not really interested in using her career to fuck anybody she keeps those two things separate but the other vp does not next we have mr john leslie who was really good friends with jamie gillis we saw him also in dracula sucks He was born into an Italian-American family in East Liverpool, Ohio. He grew up in Pennsylvania. Then he worked at a steel company before attending the Art Students League of New York. And then after finishing art school, he joined a band called the Brooklyn Brooklyn Blues Busters, where he played harmonica and sang. And then he got into porn. He's widely regarded as being like one of the best actors, similar to Arbola and Jamie Gillis. He acted in around 300 films, and then he pivoted to directing and producing. Uh, And I think he, about 150 films he directed and produced. Accounts of working with him vary. As we know, Seika did not like working with him, threw a shoe at him. But Kate Parker really enjoyed working with him and said that she made him feel, he made her feel really special. and made the scenes feel really intimate. Hmm. But... Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> like, what an awful character. You know? So, you hate the character. I do. Okay, yeah, do. that's that's fair. We get introduced I'm not, to- I'm not familiar with this man's full body of work. So. Yeah. What's weird is, uh, my boyfriend doesn't like him. He 
I don't know why. He just doesn't like his face. I like John Leslie all right as an actor. <laughs> but, oh, man. There's something. Maybe it's he's got kind of sleepy eyes. I, I don't know. I, I, I like John Leslie. That's funny as fuck. I like the idea that someone doesn't just, I'm like, the, they're like, the vibes are off because they look tired. I'm just like, I guess, you know, I guess that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? So we, we first get introduced to him. He's looking for work. Um, he's applying to be a bouncer at this bar. I think he was sent there by some sort of temp agency or something. And they say, what makes you think you're a boxer? The bartender does. And he, no, that's not what it was. Sorry. He goes to this bar to be interviewed. And the bartender said, what makes you think you're a bouncer? And he says, well, I was a boxer. And then the bartender's like, well, boxing rules don't apply here. And then he's kind of like, okay. And then it pans to Candy Barber, who is drinking a martini and smoking in the bar. And John Leslie goes, holy shit. And then Candy Barber's like, I'm the manager. Do you smoke? And he's like, I don't smoke. And I stay away from all white bread, sugar. I take a lot of vitamins and I eat bran and yogurt. Either this man is like ready for anal or he's a psychologist. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot to unpack here. But yeah, Keto Beefhead is <laughs> his name is his name is Henry, right? Yeah, Henry Davenport. Right. Which like ugh, what a name. I mean, ugh, even the name is just icky. But I feel like this guy is set up from like the moment he appears to just come off as such a fucking asshole. Yeah, just a douchebag. Such bag. an asshole. Yeah. yeah. So he's talking to her and she says the job is three fifty a week. And he's like, let's forget about this job anyway. I'm more interested in what you're going to be doing for the next three days. And then he, is, he says another, another line, which is, Cherie, I think you just knocked out a boxing champion. Which Crickets is. For yeah. Me. Crickets <laughs> for me. <laughs> and then, but then she goes to grab his dick and he's like, hey, whoa, what, what's happening? Why are you grabbing my dick? And he's like, well, you just made it very clear you want to fuck her, which is annoying to me. And then they go, oh, no, they don't go anywhere. She's grabbing his dick and he's like, someone's coming. And who is it? It's Fantasia trying out her act. And can you describe that act for the people at home? The lady on yeah. stage. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she's just kind of, I don't know, man. <laughs> this movie just really runs on vibes. Everyone's just vibing. Henry's vibing on being a fucking asshole. Yeah. This lady on stage who is stunningly beautiful, mm -hmm. like absolutely drop dead gorgeous, my wife, uh, is just kind of like smoking a cigarette and like gyrating a little bit, but like in a very kind of like. I don't really want to be here. I just punched the clock this morning. So yeah. I'm going to finish this shit and then get out. <laughs> you know, like, I yeah. mean, it's sultry and it's sexy, but she's just like, Bored. what did you say when I, when I told you, you were like, what did you, oh, tell me what you said when I, I said, it's very go girl, give us nothing. Yeah. It's very give us nothing. Yeah. You know, like it's she's just really doing the bare minimum yeah she's like she's trying out her act and it's it's barely an act she's just like you said gyrating slightly and touching herself a little bit yeah but she's not even pretending to be turned on right she's just yeah just vibing which i think is cool 
Um, Which good for her. Like I would watch, I would watch happily. I would pay money to, to watch this beautiful woman just stand in front of me. I think sexual boredom is kind of hot sometimes anyway. Yeah. You know, I would agree. Yeah. So that worked for me. But then we go back to Mr. Davenport and the bar manager and they go up to her office, which has a circular zebra print bed. And then the zebra details carry over to the fish tank, which I love. There's like zebra trim around the fish tank. They get up there. She says, take your pants off, Harry. He does. They're kind of fooling around. She says, get the champagne, Harry. Harry or Henry? I think it's Henry. It we is Henry. Double check. I think we should double check. And I definitely think that we should just call him Henry moving forward because I'm yeah. going to get lost because there are so many people. Yeah. Let me just double check real quick. I'm pretty sure it's Henry because I have in my notes Henry several times. Hate that guy. Well, it says Harry on the IMDb. That can't be right. That's what it says, though. I I know. I told you guys it was Sunday, and we were both just like, I don't know. I no, choose not to believe that. Like, <laughs> I would have I would have rolled with Her- Henry for the rest of my life. Yeah, well, because Henry Davenport is a better name than Harry Davenport. Yeah, that's what yeah, I'm saying. All right. I think that's what it is. But anyway, they're on this zebra bed. They're rolling around. She starts giving orders, take your pants off. Then after he takes his pants off, she's like, go get the champagne, Harry. So he does. And you know what's at the bar? A very interesting detail at the bar. No. There's an AFL-CIO Union House sign. Oh, fuck yeah. We love a, we love a, <laughs> a union caping. Yeah, we love a union shop. We love a closed shop. Shout out to whatever bar this was that, had, that was a closed union shop. I thought that was so fucking cool. Anyway, he comes back with a champagne that fully looks like water. They kind of drink it, splash it around a bit. And then uh, the scene, I think, is it's pretty decent for a while. I, I like the varying, the variety of positions. There's a little hair pulling. John Leslie does have an intensity to him that I appreciate. He always, to me, seems very into the scene. He does that kind of leaning back doggy style thing a lot. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where like instead of bending over the woman, he kind of leans away from her. It's just a thing I notice he does a lot. (laughs) There's a blowjob. And then your wife, Miss Go Girl Give Us Nothing, comes in. And Candy Barber, the manager, is like, oh, come here, come join in. And what is his reaction to this? So this was the most unbelievable point of the film for me because I would let that woman run me over with her car. Sure. Uh, Happily, I would lay down in the street and say, hit me, mother. (laughs) But (laughs) um, he gets really weird about it. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. I... No, two heads, two heads, no. And then he starts screaming, lesbian, lesbians. And I'm just like, this guy, cal- dude, calm down. She's like licking his feet, like going down on him. And the yeah. other one's like, yeah, yeah, that's so hot, baby. And then he's like, two heads, no. <laughs> two I can't heads. Handle- yeah, that's what he keeps saying. He's like, I can't handle these two beautiful women who are both trying to have sex with me. No, lesbians. What a, what a fucking beta. I know. You know what? He couldn't handle those two beautiful women. No. He also says, you disgust me, which I was like, okay, buddy. It's one thing to not be into a surprise threesome, I guess, which couldn't be me. But saying you disgust me, like, 
what? What's wrong with you? And they're like, hey, buddy, it's three fifty a week. Come on, fuck us. And he's like, no, I'm out of here. And he goes yeah. back to the employment agency to complain. <laughs> he says, and so the woman who works at the the sex the sex agency, the woman who works at the employment agency is Kay Parker, and she's wearing this beautiful like tropical green ensemble with like a floral pattern that I really love. And he comes in there and he's mad. He's like, you sent me to see sex perverts. And then she's right. like, well, what did they do to you? And he's like, oh, I've got a worse ca- I've got a terrible case of the stonies, which apparently means blue balls, which I had never heard yeah, of. Yeah, I, w- I was going to ask if you'd ever heard of that before, because stonies is, is is an entirely new term for me personally. Yeah. yeah. It was a real every day's a school day moment. I've never heard that one before. Yeah. And even Kay Parker was like, why do you keep saying stonies? I've never heard that. And he's like, oh, blue balls. And then we get a really cool scene with Kay Parker. I think her comedic timing in the scene is fucking fantastic. She's like, every day at three o'clock, I get so fucking horny. The big diesel trucks go by with their big black tires, belching out black smoke into the air and the trees. The trees are the sexiest of them all. The way they le- lean and they bend. Cypress trees are the best. None of that makes any sense, but I love... No, it doesn't. I absolutely <laughs> love the way this woman gets horny for cypress trees, though. I, I, yeah. Again, again, Kay Parker gives us so much. So much. That's mother. Yes, for real. Like That, that is, is like That is like such an enjoyable scene to watch I mean but it's so funny at the same time like I feel like this is a recurring theme that we continue to discuss on this podcast it's just that like she's so fucking funny but she's yeah. so believable in her roles and just so, so like warm yeah just, and it's so just a, she's a she's a delight to watch I love the dynamic of what's happening during their sex scene so they start having sex and all of a sudden, Kay Parker is just breaking everything around her. Yeah. Stuff goes flying. Like, stuff is getting is being crashed to the ground and thrown across the room. And she won't stop flailing her arms and, like, grabbing shit and just throwing it. Which I feel like was, like, I'm sure in the, you know, I'm just, like, thinking about, like, how this was scripted. And it's, like, right. you know, this character starts breaking stuff. And then Kay Parker goes... Let's go extra. Let's yeah, do more. Let's, let's take it to go. <laughs> yeah, let's fucking go. I also like before they start fucking, she goes a little bit cockney. She's like, come on, Ari, fuck me right here on my desk blotter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. I love that, you know, he was also just like, why do you keep breaking everything? <laughs> yeah. And just like, does she, does she need a, re- must this, must this queen explain herself no she doesn't let this woman live and he says like he seems he seems so bummed out by horny women he's like you're all sickos you're all perverts and she says i'm a woman and i love fucked up straight men which well couldn't be you (laughs) but i related to a little bit who among us truly yeah like Also, this is the second scene with these two that we've covered because they also, they play brother and sister in um, Dracula Sucks and they have a pretty good scene in that too. I think they have, they have pretty good chemistry, but he doesn't even really take, this is a pretty short scene. He doesn't even take his pants off. They fuck real quick. She tells him to come on her tits, which makes sense because Kate Parker's tits are amazing. Also, this office is full of dicks. Did you notice that some of the things she's throwing are, are just dildos? 
Yeah, but that makes sense. It's a it's a it's a sex club. Well, she's supposed to or be not an a sex club. She's supposed to be just it's... an employee office worker or uh, employment office worker. I think she just gets but horny I... every day. Oh, but she's a part of the like the primary bar business, right? Where there's like live inter- you know, it's dancers or whatever. I guess so. Yeah, I think. I know she works at the employment office that sends people out to different jobs. They could all be in that industry. See, again, this is one of those one of those loose threads for me where I'm like, how did we get here? It do- does it does it matter? I'm not yeah. sure it does, but like it would have been nice for for some for us to have some clarity as viewers. I think about how these things are all related. Just a little bit. Then she tells him he should come back around the same time every day. And then she gets a call because someone is requesting another worker. And she says, this person's turned down two or three of my best men. She's looking for someone to do security. And then he says something very homophobic. She says she probably wants a gay dude, only he doesn't use the word gay dude. He uses the slur for gay man. And then there's this weird wah wah sound after he yeah. drops the F word. It's like this, it, it it feels so out of place and so jarring, but it also... This man is now an established homophobe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that Harry has some unaddressed and clearly internalized homophobia that should probably be unpacked with a professional because then we have him cosplaying a gay man for practically the rest of the film. Yeah. Which is bizarre. Yeah. Really bizarre. Yeah. Cause he wants to go get this bodyguard job and he's like, Oh, if she's, firing all these men it's probably because they're straight and she wants someone who's not going to touch her and she does say like i want someone to wake me up in the morning put me to bed at night and leave me alone once i'm in bed and he makes this like eye rolly face like oh yeah Mm -hmm. but that's such a problem but yeah he's trying to be he's trying to appear gay he's lisping he's talking Mm -hmm. about he makes up some bullshit story about how he was a ballet dancer before he became a boxer right and he makes some really out-of-pocket comment about his brother or brother-in-law and how attractive he is as a straight man he says like beautifully heterosexual or something like that and i'm like (laughs) excuse and that's such an odd comment because we don't hear about the brother-in-law again until way later right and we don't right. see, when we see him for like, and there's, I feel like there's so much story with the brother-in-law that we never. There's some world building that could have been expanded upon, I think. Yes, exactly that. I think that if this had been maybe a trilogy, I think that we could have gotten some answers <laughs> as to why these characters behave the way that they do. If it was a trilogy, it could be champagne for breakfast, champagne for lunch, champagne for dinner. <laughs> Way to fucking miss an opportunity. Yeah, wow. That's, what a loss. Oh, well. But champagne does give us so much for breakfast, though. She really serves up breakfast. She it's, sure does. It's, she a does. singular meal, but we are full. We, we are, are full. full. We are satiated. <laughs> we can skip lunch, actually. That's right. He gets the job. He does. He has this like little earpiece for her to wear while she goes on her dates. So like his main job is to chauffeur her around to her various sexual, her various dick appointments, basically. Because her thing, she's such a career woman. She doesn't have time to date. She just likes going to bars, picking up a guy, fucking him, 
never seeing him again. You know what? I've got to be honest. I relate to this character a lot. I also mm-hmm. would like to be woken up in the morning, put to bed at night, <laughs> and otherwise completely unbothered. That's true. That's like that's an ideal like, situation for you. It it really is. Like I think that that is that's she's got the right idea. And honestly, she seems so tired. Who can blame her? This is a hard a hard working high level vice president at this seeming massive institution in the in the 80s. I mean, those heels are yeah. working overtime. She <laughs> and she seems like it seems like it's working for her. She she goes to this guy's apartment. It's a pretty nice apartment, except I will say I was watching this with with Wyatt at first, and he goes, "I don't know about those red walls, fucking Ronald McDonald's house." <laughs> and yeah, it is. I I yeah, but it's got a cool like bathroom. Ro- it's like the it's like the house itself as a character. It's like the house itself as a character. This guy seems to have a never-ending supply of turntables in various rooms. He keeps putting on different music. And at some point he goes, this is the music of the gods and you are a goddess. And it's... I I really like this guy. He's very effeminate. Like, he's very chivalrous. Yeah. Like, he seems really interested in, like, pleasing Champagne. Yeah. And, like, otherwise completely uninterested in burdening her <laughs> Yeah, like when it's just ideal. Yeah. They do fuck on a waterbed. And she yeah. turns off her little earpiece so uh Harry can't hear them fucking. And uh I did I did the waterbed fucking as we talked about previously, it seems arduous. It seems difficult. I it was seems- gonna say, here's a here's a callback to one of our first episodes where we we sort of questioned the utility of having a waterbed and trying to do sex on it it seems not ideal so I told you and I mentioned before that I had a waterbed when I was a tween and actually I remember that (laughs) the first time I masturbated was just rubbing up against the waterbed oh okay all right (laughs) and I didn't remember that until I was watching this I was like oh yeah so I haven't had sex on a waterbed, technically. Right. But anyway, that's just some information about me. Because <laughs> for some reason, for some reason, when I was younger, I thought like, oh, it doesn't count as masturbating if I don't use my hands. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like that's the same. Anal isn't really sex because he's using the back door kind of. Right. Uh mental gymnastics that kids have to use to try to get themselves out of their religious trauma yeah exactly you know, just, like, to kind of justify their behave their yeah. very natural behavior and sexual you know curiosity yeah so i just humped a waterbed for years which seems weirder actually than just using your hands but whatever yeah. like i said they don't get much leverage on the waterbed but they get the job done there's no cum shot in the scene, but when she rolls away, we do see a wet spot, which I thought was a nice detail. It is a nice detail. We appreciate we appreciate female ejaculation in all of its many forms. Yeah, like we, we don't see squirting per se, but we do see a lot of wetness. And I think there, there are a lot of female orgasms in this porn, which mm-hmm. I enjoy. There's, there's preference, not preference, but at least equal treatment given mm-hmm. to the female orgasm. 
And then, so now they're kind of like just laying around in bed and he, he, he's like, oh, we were both so good. And then he says, if I should ignore you, you'll understand. It only means I'm onto something new. And she's just like, okay, yeah, whatever, man. Cause she's not there to have a relationship or a boyfriend or she got what she wanted. She's ready to leave. And he's like, I hate to think of you wandering these streets by yourself. And she's just like, I'll be all right. And she leaves. See, but that's what I mean. He's, he's chivalrous. Like he's, he's, he's not patronizing her, but he's like, you know, I want you to be safe. I want you to get home safe. Like I realize you're leaving and that's totally fine, but like make sure that you arrive safely, which I thought was really nice. And he offers to make her. It's a nice contract to, to, to Henry's character who so far has given us absolutely nothing, whatever. It's the same fucking thing. Harry's character, who again is just a by all indications a giant piece of shit in need of deeply in need of therapy. Yeah, he's not great. And and the guy, uh, the hookup guy, he also offers to make her a drink. And then he, you know, he manages her expectations. He's like, Yeah, if I ignore you, you understand. It's not that this wasn't great, it's just we've moved on. The next thing we see, John Leslie picks her up, takes her home, I guess that's implied. And then he's giving her a nude massage, which she's like, now we're going to see how good you are. And he says, yeah, in the Navy, we massaged each other on the boxing team. Yeah. And then she's like, okay, I like it deep. And he goes, you have a very strong back. And she's just like, all right. And then, then he starts slut shaming her a little bit. He's like, there's no reason for you. It's none of my business, but there's no reason for you to pick up these men in bars. And she's just like, you're right. It is none of your business. And then he seems annoyed by that. Cause he like kind of mimes spanking her. Right. And then kind of just gives her butt like a little bit of a squeeze. But then she launches into this whole thing about how she's prioritized success. She's successful at being successful. And that's why we're going to another fucking bar tonight, bro. Cause I don't have time to date these fucking men she just wants to get off and go back to work and i love that i love that you know what i was a little bit split on this film walking into this sort of this discussion but Mm -hmm. i'm i'm really glad that we had this listener pick because it's the more that we unpack it the more i'm like actually like this is this is like pretty okay like you know the men in this film could use some work but like we have like strong female leads, like who yeah, are like, all, very, very, very clear about their boundaries, which is yeah. awesome. All the women are, all, except for the the other vice president, who we think maybe a nepotism hire. Yes, the one who and and an an HR nightmare and an HR nightmare. Yeah, she's yeah. maybe the worst, but all the other women are amazing. So they go to this this other bar she walks up to this guy who's just like i don't know he looks like he's 50 i love that there's smoke in the air at this bar i'd forgotten that bars could be smoky yeah i haven't been in a smoky bar for at least a decade yeah it's been a while but she walks up to this old guy who like has a pack of cigarettes and she's like can i buy you a drink and he's like no she's like did i (laughs) offend you and he's like, no. And she's like, I have a good job. Women are paying their own way. There's nothing wrong with buying a man a drink. And then this guy, he's real traditional. And he's like, look, lady, you're very pretty, <laughs> but I, I buy my own drinks. I make my own approaches. And I lead when I'm dancing. Cool. Okay. Cool, great. Yeah. 
Fuck me, I guess. How dare I offer you a free glass of alcohol? I guess I'm the asshole. I would have. (laughs) This is a real am I the asshole Reddit thread here. (laughs) Yeah. Am I the asshole? He's uh, the asshole. He is the asshole. But I feel like I fucking hate. I've only run into it a few times, but there are sometimes these guys who are like, men will say they want a woman with a high sex drive, but if you start initiating too much, they get real weird about it. Have you mm-hmm. encountered it? It's, it is my least favorite thing, particularly this one guy I was dating in, in the deepest depths of my divorce era. Like, <laughs> he, he flat out told me, he's like, no, you should act like you kind of don't want to fuck me. I was like, sir, I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not also, here to put on. I'm not here to put on a performance. Just no. and let's also ju- let's fucking go. Why is this hinging on me acting like I don't want to fuck you? Like that's weird. That's a that's very much a him problem. That's that's, that's a red flag. Like, yeah. <laughs> like okay, we didn't date that long, but then we have a pretty cool scene. Champagne goes into the ladies' room, and who do we see? But my wife. Candida Royale. Candida Royale actually ended up moving into directing and making one of my favorite kind of like period piece slash witchy porns, which is called Blue Magic, which came out the same year. Oh, yeah, we'll cover that. Yeah, you really, I think you'd like that one. <laughs> she also, Candida Royale has the best line in this movie. Do you, do you remember what it is? I have it written down verbatim, which was yeah. she looks at her, they make eye contact in the mirror and, um, Champagne goes, ugh, men. And Candida Royale, who is cast as lesbian in the credits, just says- Oh yeah, I saw that. (laughs) She says, I'd love to eat the crotch out of your panties. (laughs) Well, I mean- You know know, what? Facts. Facts. Good for her. Yeah. Absolutely. And that line, if a woman said that to me, I would pass away. Yeah. <laughs> my soul would leave my body. Yeah. <laughs> it, that would just that would really that would really change some stuff for me. That would be a pivotal moment in my life. Um, <laughs> but instead, Champagne gets up, she goes, "Oh god," and she gets up to leave and then thinks the better of it turns around and you, she has like, you know what? Like she has this face of like, you know what? Actually, I'm going to try this out. And so the, when we have like a pretty tender lesbian scene, mm-hmm. which starts with her being like champagne, being like, do you want me to leave any clothes on? And she's like, nope, not a thing. Take it all off, which I respect. I don't really care for lingerie very much just because like it gets in the way. It's a whole, it's not very comfortable. So I respect the no lingerie approach, no clothing approach. They're making like a lot of eye contact and then Champagne's like, I've never done this before. You'll have to tell me what to do. And she's like, you don't have to do anything. And I have here in my notes, it's giving Katie. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Like, l- let Champagne live her pillow princess dreams as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Like, right. just, you know, just show up. <laughs> That's yeah, not- all we need. To clarify, I'm not calling Katie a pillow princess. I'm saying the line, you don't have to do anything is what's getting yeah. Katie, just to be clear. Yeah. You know, and and I think that given what we know about Champagne, that's that's what she deserves. She yeah. deserves a night off. She yeah. just <laughs> give this woman a 
night off of her fucking dreams, man. Yeah. He deserves to <laughs> kick off her heels and get the crotch eaten out of her panties. That's exactly right. And this is this is one of those scenes where I first noticed like all of these decisions the director is making. Like we've got a really good mirror shot where you see the lesbian going down on champagne. And it's, I don't know, it's just very tender. It Champagne laughs a little bit and she's like, what's so funny? She's like, I'm sorry, it's just that your face is so smooth. And then it gets kind of tense because you see the lesbian start scooting her butt up there to start doing maybe some 69ing. And Champagne's just like, oh, I'm sorry, I can't. And she goes, that's all right, honey. It is what it is. Yeah, and we love that. Like, yeah. I, you know. It's beautiful. It's like it's like consent is clear. Everyone has set their boundaries. We're having a nice time. Everyone has their role to play and is yeah. happy to be there. And like yeah. that's fine. Yeah. That's it's, absolutely fine. Nobody love, fucking makes it weird. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It was a really nice scene. Um and then we then we cut away to something that I found very confusing, which is Harry soaping her up like a fucking car on a massage table. Like, she's covered in suds. Yeah. Why? (laughs) We don't know. You know, again, this is one of those stray world-building threads where, like, I feel like we could have used more explanation. Is this a kink? Is this her preferred way of being massaged? How did we arrive here? Like, I, I I think she's just asserting dominance over him like just seeing what she can make him do yeah here give me a wash me on a massage I don't know it's I'd never seen it before but I mean if whatever more power to her and then he's like give oh, me a get give me a bath but make it table <laughs> <laughs> who doesn't love a table bath right a bath on a table <laughs> but whatever you know what I mean? while while he's soaping her up he's like oh did you find out if you're gay and she's like, well, we don't have penises. And he says, some of you have balls. And it's just like, I-, I guess that's some wordplay that's there. That's fine. And then she starts grilling him. She's like, why, why are you doing this job? Don't you- Why are you washing me on a table? Don't you want to be somebody? Don't you want to do something with your life? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to go into business. Very vague. And then we get another detail about the brother, which is, I don't know what kind yet, but it won't be with my brother-in-law. <laughs> You're like, all right. Still don't know what happened there, but I guess it wasn't good. Right. And then he finishes washing her and he's like, you're as clean as you've ever been. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I love this. I, you know, I love this scripting because it's some of the best scripting I've ever seen in my life juxtaposed with what is truly some of the worst. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, there are some very very good lines in this film that absolutely wrecked me like had me like howling and then there are others like this last one that are just like why did we put okay why was why (laughs) what was the inspiration for this yeah I don't know why we didn't just do another normal massage why it had to be soapy but after Why that, have to be <laughs> she's like, well, cool. That's great that I'm clean because we're about to go, go scout some new dick. And so. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, 
So they're. (laughs) So they're driving around in their goddamn. uh, I keep wanting to say Bentley, but it's not. It's a Rolls Royce. I don't know anything about cars, but I know that this is a Rolls Royce. I looked up the hood or the hood ornament to confirm because I was going to be very embarrassed if I got the car wrong for some reason. Oh, God forbid. Yeah. But they stop at this gas station. This is actually one of my my favorite exchanges where they stop at the gas station and the guy's like, do you want gas? And Harry's like, no, it's actually a problem with my tire. And the guy's like, well, I'm a gas person. (laughs) (laughs) I just do the gas. I don't know nothing about tires. I don't know nothing about windshield wipers. This man is all gas. Yeah, it's the gas guy. And then he's like, well, do you have anything where I could like fill up my tire? He's like, yeah, it's over there. But again, and he's like, yeah, I realize you're a gas person. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I can't help with that. I don't know any. I just do gas. (laughs) Which, you know what? That's good. We love a clearly defined job so they can't change your scope of work. We do. Also, is this classist to expect this guy that works at a gas station to know everything about cars? Yeah, maybe. He's He's been hired to do a job, and that job is gas. He's a gas right. person. Yeah. Good, good why, is, why, why is he suddenly having to fix everything that's wrong with your car? Yeah. That's, he's not a mechanic. No. He's a gas guy. We have a gas guy. We have yeah. a gas guy and a tire guy. And a mechanic guy. It's called specializing in your profession so that you're that's good right. at it. Maybe this the man... husbands and fathers can keep me honest because I don't actually know if that's correct. Like the series of things that you do for your, that's been my experience. Even I know that I don't go to a gas station and ask the gas guy to fix my tires. Yeah, you know what I'm that's true. Even I know that it's and ludic- I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm a dumbass. Yeah, especially when it comes to cars. It's not because I couldn't learn about cars. It's because I have no respect for them whatsoever. Yeah, I just have no interest. I, I, resent, the fact that, I resent the fact that I have to own one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not going to learn more. I do like, there's a good gas station detail where she, champagne gets out of the car. She's like, oh, you want a Coke? Because that's what you ask when you stop at the gas station. One person goes in, you ask the other person if they want a Coke. Yeah. So that was a nice little moment, I thought. But then, after she gets her Coke, she starts just wandering around. Yeah. She wanders not only just around, but, like, onto a mostly uninhabited lot that's being, like, bulldozed and, like, is, like, very clearly a construction site with, like, one person working there. And this guy is... He's not, it's not giving visible safety to me. Like this guy, this guy looks like trouble. He sure (laughs) does. He's just digging trouble. First of all, I'm not even sure he works there. He's just digging a hole. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) What is, what is he digging for is what I need to know because that guy... Because yeah, he lives, like, right next door, apparently. Yeah, yeah he lives very Fuck. close. And there's also that little old lady watching him, which yeah. is which interesting. Which was an interesting, yeah, it was, like, an interesting detail to include because they, like, flashed to her a couple of times and she's just, like, kind of looks a little frightened by, like, this exchange of, like, sham- champagne walking up. And he's, he goes, what's your name? And she says, I'm Champagne. He goes, I'm more of a beer guy. And I'm like, man, fuck you. Fuck you, man. That's what I thought, too. It's like, I would have walked away on me. Actually, I say that 
I don't know that I would have walked away, depending on what time period we're talking for me. Now I would walk away. Ten years ago, I probably would have been like, oh, he's, we're flirting. That's not flirting. He's just being mean. Yeah, it's just kind of rude. And then he walks away, actually, and she follows him. Again. And then we hear some banjo music, and that is never what you want to hear. It's literally giving somewhere, but somewhere on the scale of like Stardew Valley to Deliverance. And I, <laughs> I, I was, I was like, this is, this is too much. We are doing, we are doing entirely too much right now. <laughs> I haven't played Stardew Valley, so I have no idea what the fuck that means, but it's really funny. It's because it seems like a pretty innocuous video game. It's a farm game. You're a farm Oh, okay. See, I didn't know that. So All it's right. got that kind of like, it's got that kind of a, a theme kind of, but like. Yeah. But, well, I feel anytime I you hear, anytime you hear banjo, particularly like in the late seventies, early eighties, we're getting foreshadowing for sexual assault. Right. Yeah. Right. And, but it's interesting because she, we go to, we go to his house. He's like pretty gross. He's mm-hmm. just being kind of like whatever they start having sex he flips her over yeah and then before that pour- oh yeah before that Go he ahead. starts talking about fred he's like i want you to meet fred and i was like oh god fred's his penis what a terrible penis name Mm-mm. i also just i i would really i just i feel like again like live your truest most authentic self but like for the love of christ short of like a kink thing like please don't name your penis it's so i don't know claire you you know your thoughts so you know me i'm a big penis fan yeah you know yeah don't i don't like it it's not cute i don't like to think of the penis as anthropomorphic yeah i was gonna say like the dissociative sort of like penis separate from person thing is kind of just icky i just don't care for it Yeah, because he's like, Fred likes a lot of talk. Shut up, Fred. I don't give a fuck what you like. (laughs) And then I see, like, there's, like, kind of, like, this china cabinet behind them. And I swear to God, there is an out-of-focus skull. There's, like, a human skull. It was tough for me to see because I was casting to my Apple TV. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, a little blurred out but there are like Mm. a lot of things happening in this very small space that seem not great yeah but yeah they start they start having sex and Mm -hmm. then he and it's pretty just like pretty generic like doggy style over the table sex and then he flips her over and he's got her like she's like they're like chest to torso to torso her yeah. upside down. Yeah. And then he starts pouring beer in her ass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and drinking it, which is, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this guy seems like a fun time, but then he uh, turns out to be a really bad time. Yeah. I mean, the beer thing, she seems to be enjoying it. She's laughing. No, she's having so much fun. She's yeah. like, laughing hysterically. She's like, you're so crazy. Like, blah, 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 blah. So I was like, oh, this seems fine. And then out of nowhere seemingly we get hit with uh i think we should just say like trigger warning essay here but like we get a really kind of intense it's like rape yeah no it's it's straight up rape because yeah because he starts fucking over against the door and then she's like oh this is starting to hurt and he's not listening and she she literally says 
no, this isn't fun. You're hurting me. Stop. Yeah. And, and then tries, doesn't. and he does not. And then she tries to leave, and then he calls her a cock tease and says she needs to get the shit beat out of her. So mm. this isn't, and it, and I will say the scene is not, at this point, is not meant to be sexy or titillating. Yeah. Like, this it's, is not supposed to be a turn it's, on. It's not great. It's it's a plot point for, like, kind of character development, I think. Um, because then John Leslie, who somehow magically picks the right house. I mean, because the old lady, well, I guess the old lady tells him. Kind of like, she went with that guy. Maybe yes. she knows his address. But, like, he gets there. And he fucking kicks the door in. Yeah. And then, I will say the fight, it's pretty well choreographed. And it's pretty real looking. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite thing that we made uh, Harry a superhero all of a sudden, mm-hmm. but I think the vibe was like he intuited that something was really wrong, and then he, you know, came to her rescue, and then she was so grateful, and he was pretty doting and like wanted to take care of her. But this is her. This is his literal job. It's true. He, he's supposed to be her bodyguard. So like, right. This is literally the, the fuck, only. Where the fuck were you? Yeah. Where were you? Like, you're a little late, actually, Harry. We don't need to be handing out gold stars for crumbs for yeah. this guy. Like, yeah. that's a very good point, Claire. Thank you. But I do think it is kind of hot where he, like, straightens his tie, and he's just like, please don't do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he doesn't admonish her. He doesn't be like, what the fuck were you thinking? He's just like, please don't do that again. I thought that yeah. was good. I mean, he has to have some redeeming qualities because he is the star. The male star. He's a supporting character. Yeah. <laughs> sure. I love that you're you're not even willing to call him a co-star. You really hate him so much. And then what do we have? We've got another massage. This guy with there, uh, she she loves her massages. And they're like kinda saying things that don't make sense. Cause she's like, Harry, sometimes I wish you were a woman so you could wash my panties and stockings. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think you necessarily need a woman. To, though, you know what? <laughs> My boyfriend did do my laundry recently and somehow the wash cycle got stuck for six hours and the clothes were just in there for six hours, just churning away. (laughs) And I don't even know how he did that, but I don't think it was his fault. I think it's just that I bought a used washing machine because how could you predict that that would happen? But anyway, so she's like, I want you to wash my panties. And then they're just kind of like doing sort of this dirty talking and he's like asking her what she said and he's and he asked did you ever say take my hot load why would she say take my hot load well uh, i mean, I, <laughs> I mean <laughs> or did you know, i get that I, wrong it was just like a bunch of like weird ambiguous dirty talk that didn't totally yeah. make any sense but i guess it's just it's just to show his like sexual frustration is growing right like massaging this beautiful naked woman is becoming more and more difficult by the minute so the point where he says did you ever say take my hot load yeah which all right it's a it's a walk but you know we we get there we get get there there. we get there eventually um they're back in the car again this car really it's almost like the car itself is a character (laughs) the jaguar not a jaguar it's a rolls royce right the bentley yeah, the the Mercedes. Yes. The Lamborghini. Yeah. Those are all the cars I know. 
End of this. I know. It's like one of the above. <laughs> yeah. And then she starts, you know, in on him like, hey, Harry, you deserve to meet a guy. Drop me off here. Pick me up in three hours. She goes into an establishment, a sex worker establishment. What would be the, a brothel? A male brothel? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's it's a it's a brothel that is that is staffed with men. I did notice in the credits the guy in charge is is listed as male madam of brothel. Okay. So I like I like that it's called male madam. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh. uh, we see we see John Martin who ends up being one of the guys in the scene. I think they call yeah Peter is his name in this but john martin he's like a he's a real san francisco guy like he was born in san francisco his family was real working class his dad like worked for the railroad he says his crib was a bathtub when they lived in san francisco Mm -hmm. and he's just real cool he's one of those real acting guys he was in fiddler on the roof he was in cabaret he hung out the stonewall inn he ended up moving back to san francisco after um some time in New York because three of his friends committed suicide in rapid succession. And he was just like, I got to get out of this town. I just think once again, like it's worth just applauding the range of these incredible actors. Yeah. Have dipped their toes into so many different creative fields. Like we've recently had miming. We've had go-go dancing. What'd you say? Cabaret. Cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. We've had some crossover with more mainstream titles. Like, I think that it's just a good reminder that, like, once again, like, this was not just, like, this seedy little underworld of, like, people who banded together to make these fuck films. Like, these were were artists. Like, they were people who were enthusiastic about creating and making art. Yeah, and John Martin especially. He's in um, the Sharon Mitchell film Kamikaze Hearts, which if you haven't seen is fucking incredible. It's about her relationship with her girlfriend and also their relationship with heroin. Also, they're like shooting a porn. It's like a documentary kind of, but it's also some of it is fictionalized and you don't know which Mm. parts are fiction, which parts are fact. John Martin is in it and he's interviewed at this party and he doesn't really say a lot of nice things about the porn business. He's kind of like, yeah, it's not, he's like, it's not real intimacy. It's not real sex. Mm-hmm. But he just seems like a really nice person in that movie. Yeah. And, and also he's just a great actor. But anyway, he is um, one of the guys working at this male brothel. And I like that she makes them all do little turns. She makes all the, the male sex workers stand up and give us a twirl. Yeah. And then she doesn't just pick one guy. She doesn't just pick two guys. She picks three guys. And good for her. Good for her. And she goes and she has herself what looks like a pretty good four-way. Yeah. You know? And again, we have, like, a really nice shot where, like, the camera kind of pans out from behind the screen. And we see the four-way happening. And I will say one thing that I like about the scene and one thing that I like about pre-Viagra porn in general is that you show... It shows that, like, not... Not everyone's immediately hard just because they're in a group sex situation. You got to help each other out. Like, right? It's a more it's a more realistic group sex scene than I think what you see today. And I think, like you've said before, like it's good to have more than three people involved, yeah. so yeah. everybody has a friend. Yes, and it's good to have like a an even number. I think unless you're getting up to like yeah six or more. Yes, exactly. Which is, exactly. Which is, just, which is just an orgy. Right. Just an anything, orgy. 
a five technically five makes an orgy but i think i think five is an awkward number i don't care for three ways a lot of the time because of that reason because i just get stressed out making sure everyone's having a good time four ways are more fun five gets weird six now we're talking now we're <laughs> getting somewhere <laughs> and then we also have like the, the there's a lot going on in this scene. We've got uh, we've got some ass eating. We've got you know, I think I think we have double be- penetration. It's not explicit, but it seems like she's on top of one guy and another guy is also behind her. Right. So it's a it, it could be interpreted as double penetration, and then she's blowing the third guy. So you know, right. Filled out like an application, as they say. <laughs> Good for her. Yeah, I love it. And there's some nice, like, there's some nice shots where the, the camera, like, focuses on some flowers and the four ways kind of blurred in the background. Again, we're getting we're getting a lot of choices from this director, yeah. and I love it. He's directing. Yes. And then she says, all of you come on me at once, and only Buck does, and John Martin's like, you, you don't get it yet. And then we don't really see the end of the scene. Right. But what? what and that's you... fine. Yeah, it's fine. That's it's a little- fine. I think we got a little bit of everything. You know, I love an inclusive sort of realistic sex scene. Yeah. With like, not necessarily novelty, but like, I think like we see the ass eating. That's kind of fun. We see Mm -hmm. like either double penetration or like ass to penis sort of like stimulation, whatever it is. Yeah. In like a way that seems not like gross, but like just everyone's having a nice time. Yeah, it did, and it you know? did seem like everyone was. It was like a nice group sex slash sex worker slash woman who knows what she wants, knows what she's getting. I just thought it was a, a beautiful scene. I think that what we're trying to say is this feels like a scene that was shot from the female gaze and not the male gaze. Yes, it does. You know? Yes. It's something I would have liked to have been a part of. I'll put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> Like I could just drop myself in there and be like, yeah, I wouldn't make any edits. This is fine. But the like, next scene, yeah. immediately after, we get kind of like the opposite of this. We get another kind of sex worker scene, but it's weird and super porny, which is where Harry goes to get a car wash. And he's talking right. to the attendant and she's like, oh, you should get the super special car wash, which is 99 cents. And he's like, okay. And so the car is put on the car wash track and nobody's in the car, which I didn't even know you could just put a car in the car wash and like walk away from it. But they're not, no one's in the car. And then she gets in the back of the car and gets naked. And he's like, oh, what? Uh, okay. And he gets in there too. And he says, gonna ride you like a stud horse. Yeah. Which is a thing to say. What men and men and horses... They love to they love to make analogies that involve stables and horses. It's not great. It's not good. I don't recommend it. Find a different simile or analogy or comparison. Find do something else. If you're thinking <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say something that could pertain to a barnyard animal, but I'm gonna say it to a woman, maybe don't unless she's yeah. She's unless you know she's into that kind of thing. But anyway, she says, hurry, daddy. It's only a three minute car wash. And then they, you know, they fuck and it's very short. He kind of he is kind of using her braids like they are reins. Yeah. Like, which I didn't notice. Again, love that. it feels I don't know why it feels kind of icky. 
I just also think that like I don't know the styling I, for this scene was kind of gross it just felt it just felt super porny and particularly being juxtaposed after the scene that came you know right before it mm-hmm. I, I just think it hit it doesn't hit right it just didn't hit right for me anyway she comes and the horn honks well she at least she comes then he comes but he gets semen all over the car yeah, did you notice that like to, we're here to wash the car yeah not to you're, make it more dirty sir you're doing the opposite of what you came here to accomplish <laughs> like you just got cum all over a rolls royce that seems yeah that seems like That's no that is no way to treat a bmw that's just <laughs> you know what i mean the disrespect yeah. is the dis- so evident the disrespect you're showing to this mazda miata right now it's just it's unacceptable it's unacceptable Anyway, then they they get out of the car wash, and she's like, that'll be $20. And then this other guy starts cleaning up the back of the car. So, but the guy's like, no, I'm not going to clean that up. And the lady's like, you think I did all of that for 99 cents? And she just, like, starts swearing at him and trying to punch him, and he just kind of drives off. Right. Which. Yeah. Which is gross. Yeah, which is not, it's not good. He's not doing anything to really redeem himself. I, there's not much character growth with him. But anyway, so then the next thing we see is him polishing the car, polishing the Bentley. And then we see uh, the reflection of candles in the car hood. And then we pan up and she's holding a whole ass candelabra. Mm-hmm. Very casually. And then she's like, you've been so good to me, Harry. Now I want to be good to you. And I'm like, isn't, doesn't she still think he's gay? And then she brings him up to reveal that she has purchased a male sex worker for him. Mm-hmm. He starts crying, fake crying. And he's like, oh, you shouldn't have. You're so good to me. And then he pretends to hyperventilate. And then he punches the poor male sex worker, which is Super completely not cool. Not cool, not cool. Not called for. And then later she's like, uh, Buck says you hit him. And he's like, I lost control. Oh, that poor man. Apologize to him. I just started flailing around, blah, blah, blah. And then he drops her off at the brothel again. He's like, I hope you're not getting hooked on this place. And she's like, yep, just pick me up at eight. But then she gets in a cab and goes somewhere else. And I have no idea where she's going. Yeah. Do you know where she goes? No. (laughs) No, neither do I. All right. Well, then finally we get a little bit of exposition as to why he hates his brother-in-law which is he had made a financial investment in uh it's like a copy company a company that makes copies Mm -hmm. like a kinko's kind of situation Mm -hmm. i think Mm -hmm. and the company has made over a million dollars maybe even two but the the financial guy's like i can't give you any money because you signed away power of attorney to your brother-in-law so I can only give money to your brother-in-law. So finally, we get an idea of why he hates his brother-in-law. And then the next scene we get, I guess Champagne went to go run around the track? Because that's what she's doing. She's running like do it. She's running around the, the track and field. And she picks up this Matthew Broderick-looking guy who is just like, oh, are you fast off the track, too? And, and then they go to a motel. Well, we know that champagne is has like a growing affinity for for harry even though she ostensibly believes he's gay so would you say that she's running in circles claire (laughs) yeah yeah that works 
there you go. There's that classic Katie humor that I love so much. She literally was running in circles. Before we see them fuck in the motel, though, it cuts back to Harry, and he is confronting his brother-in-law, who is played by Paul Thomas. And this is maybe the shortest scene I've ever seen PT in, where Paul Thomas is like, yeah, fuck you. I've got power attorney to get you out of that bankruptcy in order to get this money, I'll have to die. And he's like, my pulse rate is down and my heart rate is perfect. I'm in peak health, Harry. And you're like, you're not going to kill me. He says, you haven't got the slime to kill me. And then what happens? And then he gets hit by a bus. <laughs> yeah, it does. He goes out full Regina George. He sure does. <laughs> Paul Thomas just gets fucking pancaked. Yeah. Pancaked by a drunk bus driver. Yep. That's a wrap on that guy. <laughs> yeah, he's done. We barely knew him. And then we cut back to the fuck motel. And she's like, I've got to freshen up. And he's like, you look fine. Don't shower. God, this is taking so long. You might as well just forget it. And he's getting like insanely anxious. And then she comes out and she's wearing what looks like a free people lingerie set to me. Mm-hmm. Like it's this little lacy number and a little robe. She's a vision in salmon. I was, I literally have the same note. I was like, just absolutely beautiful yeah. salmon ensemble. Yeah, exactly. I love that we both clocked that it was salmon. She's also wearing a belly chain, which you don't see. I much also blue. saw that. I also noticed that. I was like, yeah, we don't see that that much anymore. That was like a very, but it's so cute. Yeah, it's real cute. So they fuck. It's pretty standard. He, she says, come on my chest and breasts, which are the same thing. I don't know why she says both. Um, and then he becomes, after they finish fucking, he's like, I gotta see you again. What am I gonna do? And she goes, you'll remember. Which is a pretty badass line. Yeah. And then, God, and, and, and this was the point in the movie where I was like, okay, wrap it up already. Like, mm-hmm. I think like this next scene where Champagne shows up to Harry's apartment in a sailor's outfit. Yeah. And she's like, I uh, I couldn't sleep. And he's like, well, do you want to go somewhere? And she's like, I've gone everywhere and I've done everything I wanted to do. Why don't you pretend you met me in a park? Right. <laughs> pretend she's I'm wearing somewhere. an oversized men's sailor outfit, really ill-fitting, yeah. evidently <laughs> attempting to, like, be a man. Yeah. Which, like, the... You know, the gig is up at this point. We know kind of that she has an idea that he is not queer. Yeah. <laughs> right. Because. And she's just fucking with him. Yeah. And it is like, it is, we get to a point where it's like, all right, this is enough. We've, yeah. we've seen enough. We got, we got the message. Like, let's, let's, yeah, let's fucking, come on. Let's come on. Um, and then the next morning he like acts like he's going to confess something to her and she's asleep and he's like, maybe it's just as well. And then we very abruptly cut to her quitting her job. Yeah. And her assistant is crying. And that other VP is like, we're going to take you to court. And her dad boss is like, nah, there's nothing that says she can't quit. Like, right. She, she can do this. And she's like, yeah, I guess I'm just not as ambitious as I thought I was. But yeah, that VP is like, we're going to ruin her so much for women supporting women. Right. But well, she, now she doesn't have a co-conspirator to be terrible with. Now she's yeah. an HR violation all on her own. The all stakes are too high. The yeah. stakes are too high. Yeah, it's true. She's freaking out. <laughs> and then Harry comes by to drop off his suit. And she's like, you were just going to leave without saying goodbye. And he's like, you know, I, I try to tell you, you see, I'm not a, and she's like, I know. 
He's like, no, what I mean is I'm not. And she's like, yeah, I know. He's like, how long have you known? And she's like, from from the beginning, man. Like, you're not yeah. a convincing gay guy. <laughs> and well, then I could have like, possibly let you know. <laughs> yeah. And then, so she's just been fucking with him because it's fun, really. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, you dirty little, oh, you gorgeous creature, you, and gives her a little cheek pinch. And then he acts like he's mad again. He's like, I'm gonna, let me tell you something. I love you. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. okay. I love you too. Right. And then, <laughs> and, then oh. and he's like, let me tell you something else. Are you sure you love me? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I own 126 Jiffy printing shops. <laughs> what woman doesn't want to hear those words? I own 126 Jiffy printing shops. <laughs> the man of my dreams is a Kiko's magnet. That's, <laughs> that's my ideal man. Yeah. And then she uh, says, I think you're going to need some help with your advertising. So they, they end up together for some reason, even though this man has no real redeeming qualities and he's a homophobe, but we got to wrap it up some way. Yeah. But uh, let me ask you this. Did you like that? I think that there were parts of Champagne for Breakfast that I really enjoyed. And we love when we can kind of get into the nitty gritty of like the dynamics of these characters in a way that feels, I think, valid. But there were several parts of this script that I questioned in terms of like the necessity and like the like utility of like I don't entirely understand why we needed that rape scene with like the construction worker who was never explained and never reappeared yeah like i don't you know i i think that was to maybe establish him as like a safe man i don't know you know like he's he's not all bad he didn't let her get raped so good for him crumbs crumbs yeah this guy but i (laughs) basic human decency (laughs) i i enjoy i enjoy this i laughed out loud several times yeah i will say it's a very 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 funny film yeah uh kate parker her scenes fucking fantastic candida royale with the i want to eat your crotch out of your panties that was incredible like there are some really good scenes and i just wish he hadn't been so homophobic i would have you know what if he hadn't been so homophobic like if he had just been prudish instead of homophobic i would have liked it more i agree with you i think that that was like a huge turnoff for me i didn't enjoy like the inclusion of a slur even though this was the 80s it's still like you know i felt like it was gratuitous and unnecessary yeah but but you know it it had its redeeming moments yeah i enjoyed it overall thank you chris for recommending it this was super fun it was also just very this this was great we we love when our listeners can pick a film that we can you know really dive into so yeah and if i forget i think it's the 12 dollar patron tier if you subscribe to that you also get to pick a film that we will review as long as it is golden age yes yeah long as it's golden age that's the only requirement thank you to all of our other patrons thank you to our listeners particularly during this trying time where i keep ending up in the hospital Hopefully we're done with that. And thank you to our producer, Eleanor, who is always, you know, is our guiding light and does incredible work. And we will see you more in the new year. We will. We're going to, we're going to 
2022 sucked ass. 2023 is going to be great, though. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Happy New Year to everyone. Thanks for starting your year off with a little champagne. Oh, God, here we go. All right. <laughs> the end. <laughs>